Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. I drank a lot of coffee before this, so that's part of why I'm like, <laughs> Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. And we are wrapping up the rowdy retellings theme with Cinderella is Dead by Kaylin Barron. And we have special guest, Sarah, who is one of the wonderful hosts of the Two Chicks Talking Flicks podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Hey, everybody. Yay. Okay, so welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess, you know, first things first, uh, tell us about your pod. Well, we are two chicks. We talk flicks and um, we just talk about other stuff in between. Um, we uh, used to work together. And um, now we just hang out all the time and watch movies every week. And then we talk about them. That sounds fabulous. And it is. It's a fabulous podcast. Thank I have you. listened. Everyone else should go listen. Um, <laughs> so we were talking earlier. You are a romance reader. Yes. Yes. I am. I am. Um, I've read tons and tons of different kinds of romance. Mostly plus size romance. Hell yeah. I don't know if, it, <laughs> if you know if anybody else listens or reads that, but we cover all kinds here. Yes. Yeah. This one is um, different from most of the other ones that I've read before. Making you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I kind of like to break down a lot of the stigma with mm-hmm. romance reading and the genre in general. And everyone just like assumes like all of it is like is smut and stupid and it's like that's that is not true there's so Mm. many different kinds of romance that you can read if you think about it all these disney retellings of these fairy tales i mean the original ones are really messed up yeah um and very dark but all the disney retellings are essentially romances Mm -hmm. there's always a prince or a love interest by the end of it and Mm -hmm. usually like the end of it is them getting married and or living happily ever after yeah so how are you gonna watch all these disney movies and rom-coms and all that it's the same thing i I don't get i don't get why people they don't put that together (laughs) yeah it's not all um guys with long hair and their chests are out yeah it's (laughs) it's not all that it's lots of different stories yeah okay so exciting celebrity guest someone that reads romance double whammy okay (laughs) let's get into the drinks what beverage did you choose to go along with this book well i'm not much of a drinker so i'm drinking a coke hell yeah um (laughs) (laughs) that's that's, all right it doesn't have it doesn't have to be boozy drink whatever you want yeah that's what i drink i have one right next to me yes what drink did you pick it is an ashley original i (laughs) went with a okay this i'm going to hell i named this beverage r.i.p cindy (laughs) and it's a fall inspired cocktail. Ooh. I just kind of threw together whatever I had in my house. So it's going to be some spice cider, honey and ginger balsamic vinegar. I know it's weird, but just trust it. Oh, wow. Ginger ale and any champagne of your choice. And to do it all to taste. I just eyeball it, measure with your heart. <laughs> Very fancy. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the author. Kaylin Barron is the New York Times and indie bestselling author of the YA fantasy novels Cinderella is Dead and This Poison Heart. She is a CILIP 
Carnegie Medal nominee, a two-time CYBILS award nominee, and the recipient of the 2022 Randall Keenan Award for Black LGBTQ Fiction. She is a classically trained vocalist and musical theater enthusiast. When she's not writing, you can find her watching scary movies and spending time with her family. That's it, yeah. Oh, she could be on your podcast. Hey! (laughs) Hey! You watch scary scary movies. movies. (laughs) Are you ready? I am ready. Let's get into the Brazen Book Report. Okay, Sarah, (laughs) how would you summarize this book? Well, we have a spunky um, Sophia, and she feels different and is different than the other women um, in her town, and um, she strives for something outside the confines of this city, and um, doesn't believe that the way the women are treated is fair, and um, strives to change it yes accurate (laughs) (laughs) so ashley how would you summarize this book in a dystopian world 200 years after cinderella has died under a patriarchal rule sophia is dreading the mandatory ball where the girls will be auctioned off to the highest bidder after escaping sophia finds constance a descendant of cinderella's family and together they find out the truth and set out to take down the king and fuck shit up (laughs) (laughs) pretty much cinderella retelling really dark what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah so yeah this this book got pretty dark at points (laughs) i loved it always were there any quotes you liked yes um one of my favorites was said by the godmother she says that she had seen a lot of tallywhackers in her day. <laughs> that so, cracked me up. My grandmother actually, that's how I know of that term, my own grandmother. <laughs> so it's very fitting that Amina would say that in this. I've seen my share of tallywhackers in my day. I think that's how unfortunate. <laughs> Any others? Um, yeah, there was a couple. Money won't keep your future husband from using you as he sees fit, and your privilege won't keep you safe. You and I are exactly the same in the eyes of the king and the suitors. Yeah. Yeah, that's I that. Like, wow. All right. That was that one chick that was trying to get rude at the ball. Yes. She was just like, oh, love the dress. Hate you. Yeah. She's like, oh, how dare you try to look better than everyone else to be chosen? And it's like, yeah, but being chosen isn't winning. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, and to that I say, did you not try that as well? Yeah. Like, did you not try to look your best so you could be chosen? It's, it's just so ridiculous. The whole society that's set up and just like all these women going along with it. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? All the men going along oh, yeah. with it. Oh, like, yeah. Like every, almost every man in this book ain't shit yeah. except for luke and the dad and Liv's yeah. dad except for two dudes. dads and luke who isn't even interested yeah. in women and that's probably why he's okay <laughs> right yeah so oh, i just you know someone in reviews mentioned like this is like gay cinderella meets the handmaid's tale <laughs> well, like, it's not it's not inaccurate so did you have any favorite quotes from this movie i Oh, but sorry. <laughs> it's what you're used to. Uh, did you have any favorite quotes from this book? I did. Uh, let's see. Okay, so there's this, I think there's a scene, there's some type of altercation mm-hmm. with Constance. Oh, they're, tr- okay, so they're trying to steal this guy's cart. They went out into the white yeah. wood. They got Amina, who is the fairy godmother, but really she's a witch. And they go get her. They enlist her help to take down the king Mm -hmm. and they have to go back into town and in order to do this they need a cart so yeah amina's doing her little magic thing sneaking around and she's gonna drug the guy i think i'm pretty i'm pretty sure yeah um this might be a different altercation but i'm pretty sure uh so constance automatically goes to stab him (laughs) and amina says maybe don't try to stab every man you see 
And then Constance replies, eh, it's a habit. <laughs> I mean, with men like this, of course it is. Right? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Jeez, did I just keep my shank in my purse? I know. Too? I was like, stabbable. Except for like the three that are decent. You think that's why women started carrying purses to like keep shanks? You know, just probably to beat them down with it. They just like weigh them down with rocks, you know? Yeah. Oh my God, I carry so much shit in my purse. Me too. It's a weapon. Yeah. (laughs) I do the cross body bag too. Right. So you're not, you're not getting it off of me, dudes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah. Uh, what, what a wonderful society we live in where you have to think about shit like this. Well, you know what's sad is that while I was reading this book, I was like, you know, it's not far fetched from where we're at right now. It really isn't. I know. It's just like whenever I watch The Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> I watch it alone and my boyfriend goes to the man cave in the back of the house to stay away from me because I get fully enraged. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. You know, and he'll hear me like yelling. He's like, oh, you're so angry when you watch that show. And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try to be a woman, sir. Try to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. So he he gets afraid and he hides whenever I watch The Handmaid's Tale. And it's not like I, I go in there and yell at him or anything. He's, it's just, it's very tense. As he should. <laughs> yeah. You better be afraid. <laughs> um, you watch enough of those um, How to Get Away with Murders and id channel yeah i tell him like don't step out of line yeah i was the only 16 year old that loved date night and this was <laughs> way way before that was like super popular now like i used to watch it in when i was in high school in the late 90s early 2000s so yeah i'm an og dateliner my mom watched everything 2020 like, 2020 discovery id uh the dateline stuff um she Unsolved and then like mysteries my brother and i would just camp out in front of my grandma's tv we grab a pillow off the couch yeah. her down on the floor and just traumatize ourselves yes. watching unsolved mysteries <laughs> so good um my mom also was a fan of snapped <laughs> when that came out so watch out yeah this is what these women in this book need to do they need mm-hmm. to snap yes oh let's see i think they did at the very end it was uprising (laughs) they sure did i was just gonna say this book had a lot of um things that had me thinking it was gonna go one way and it went a different way and i was like oh all right cool there were a couple twists that got me in this one Yeah. yeah so this is at the end when sophia is confronting the king um and she's pretty much you know she's telling him about himself she says cinderella didn't love you the way you wanted her to she rejected you and you've spent all this time punishing every woman who reminds you of her how very pathetic (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. men are so sensitive they really are they're so sensitive and they're like oh toxic masculinity i'm super macho blah 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 hulk out this is the most petty sensitive baby ass shit I have ever seen in my life. And that's pretty much what Sophia tells him. She's like, dude, get over it. Seriously. Like she didn't like you because you were awful. You were an awful person. She it's not mandatory that she love you back. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with his looks. No. He was attractive. It was because your person sucked. Yeah. Ew. Guy hair. Yeah. So um I should mention, um, the king is the villain in this story mm-hmm. and he has magical powers it just reminded me of elizabeth bathory and how she bathed in young girl's blood thinking it would keep her young yeah and i was like so he's basically like a legit magical elizabeth bathory sucking the life out of the girls yeah essentially is what's happening and i don't know why my brain connected those dots <laughs> but that that's where it went it's like it's kind of like elizabeth bathory but yeah. not at all yeah um, i assumed that he was sucking their souls or their youth oh. or something as soon as we heard about Liv, uh yeah i was like oh okay that's why she turned old and white obviously yes. but it i didn't think it was him i thought it was somebody else oh yeah yeah i mean that that would have been a good twist yeah i thought cinderella was still alive i thought she was the one that was in the dungeon 
when when she left the palace and she's like run get out of here I thought that was her Mm -hmm. and she was keeping her keeping alive being fed the souls of these other girls or something like that and (gasps) and then when that didn't happen I was like oh okay I was wrong man that would have been so much darker I was right but I was wrong (laughs) I wouldn't have minded that all right so that's that's it for quotes what was your favorite part Ooh, I really liked the scene with her and Luke in the carriage, the whole carriage ride. I thought that was really good. And uh, trying to think any other scenes, but I I really enjoyed that scene because I felt like that was the first time I was really getting into the book. And I was like, okay, he's obviously going to come and he's going to be her person. And then that didn't work out. You know why? Because men had to ruin it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If it was a Hallmark movie, it would have worked, but. Oh, dang. (laughs) What about you? What was your favorite part? The concept of this in general was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was so badass. I do wish it it could have been executed a little differently. Yeah. Um, But just the concept as a whole was great. But I think one of my favorite parts is the seance with they like go to have this seance in cinderella's tomb and raise her from the dead using you know they're all into the necromancy and i just i remember i remember sitting there reading it like oh okay all right damn this is dark but i'm here for it i love it let's (laughs) zombie cinderella let's go yeah i thought that was great i forget exactly but there was a part in the book where Constance who is a descendant of one of the stepsisters Mm -hmm. which turned out were not evil they were just against the king and he flipped the script and you know made them seem like they were the problem when he was the problem so Constance had this book of fairy tales yeah and it's the story of Cinderella but it differs from the king's version that everyone is forced to study and read memorize and have in their house she has like the OG (laughs) version Mm -hmm. of these fairy tales and there was mention I think Amina mentioned two girls that went off on adventures and wrote the stories yeah so I was like oh like the brothers Grimm so it's this like the sisters Grimm and then uh what do they talk about they talked about maleficent yes snow white they talked about the snow white fairy tale just yeah. in passing and i was like oh i, I know what that is mm-hmm. easter eggs i thought that was really cool i like that a lot what was your least favorite part i think anything to do with aaron uh actually oh. was my least favorite she's just ugh, ugh. Just so against the cause i don't know <laughs> go away (laughs) and then to get mad at her when she's the one getting beaten and she's concerned about you and you're just like oh get out of here hopefully no one sees you like oh just be done like okay you're jealous now that she's with this other person she was gonna get picked with a good guy and she obviously was clearly very upset about that like she's just a kind of her own villain yeah story. i i think she represents like the sheep <laughs> the yeah. mo- like she just represents um like what happens when people just blindly follow yeah so man fuck aaron <laughs> yeah right so what would you say is your least favorite leave the animals alone okay <laughs> right the horse you did that horse dirty dirty stop it oh oh my boyfriend always laughs at me because I get really upset in shows and movies when there's animal cruelty and that you know meanwhile they're like chopping off people's heads yeah I'm fine (laughs) I don't give a shit I'm like yeah they probably deserve it cool cool um but no just I don't know what it is it just made it just it's so upsetting to me I'm just one of those basic one of those basic girls that no whenever a dog shows up in anything yeah I'm just like gonna kill i know they're gonna kill that dog i know it i know it i just watched (laughs) jaws for the first time very recently and when they're in the water and they keep showing the dog i was like no 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 they're not they're not gonna stop it he's not gonna eat the dog he's not gonna eat the dog he can eat anybody else he's not gonna eat the dog and then yeah the dog oh what a jerk 
I was like, what the dog do to anybody? Yeah. And it was just, it was a really awful way to go. Yeah. Like just let wolves like eat your, okay. Like you couldn't have had the horse run. Yeah. You don't think you guys could have outrun the the wolves? Oh, the horse was spooked. Oh, we'll just have to leave it. Um, That's not any solidarity. No. That I appreciate there. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, that and I wanted more. I yeah. just, I, I can't explain it. It just felt like something was lacking. There was some, some oomph, some pizzazz yeah. that, that needed to be sprinkled in somewhere. Um, For a magical book, it didn't have magical moments. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of moments, what was your what the fuck moment? <laughs> Ooh, I would, I definitely, I guess when the guys um, at the ball, when they said that uh, Luke was not the one that wanted Sophia and it was Morris and that whole scene and taking him away and all that stuff, that really bothered me. Yeah. So Morris and I, I eduardo yeah edward 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 yeah edward oh that's even worse yeah (laughs) now that i know how to say it oh gross um yeah so edward and morris are brothers that think they can just get rid of get away with everything yeah they're just they're bullies and assholes and they've been bullying luke his whole life and they ruined his life by you know outing his boyfriend and then So basically, if you don't keep to the rules, uh, men um, are considered all the heads of household. They're mm-hmm. men. And they can turn you into the palace as forfeit, which means you just sell them to the palace or just give yeah. them away to the palace to be out of your hair. So that's what happened to Luke's first love because of Morris and Edward. Why couldn't Shitty. people band together and just take Morris and Edward to the palace for forfeit? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, no one likes you. No one's going to miss you. Yeah. It's fine. This is fine. So if you had to say, what was your WTF moment? Amina playing both sides. Mm. I was just like, what? Oh, <laughs> excuse me. What I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming. I was I was reading it. I was over there thinking, oh, Constance is being so annoying, just <laughs> constantly antagonizing Amina for no reason. And then at the end, that happened. I was like, rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that Tyra Banks meme from America's Next Top Model. <laughs> she trusted you. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I kind of saw that coming just because she's still alive he's still alive so I assumed had something it went right over my head (laughs) did not catch that at all um so little backstory so Amina like we said before she was in the white wood she's the fairy godmother slash witch that Sophia and Constance went to for help and it turns out that which you don't find out until the end she is actually the king's mother and the reason he has the magical ability to drain the life out of other people. And they're li- they're tied together. So when he dies, she dies, I think, yeah, is how, how that went. So when that happened, he uh, the king mentions, he's like, oh, of course, you play both sides, mother. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, smart. I mean, it's smart. She was just sick of living by herself out in the right? woods with her crow. So she's like, ah, I'm ready to go, but I can't do it myself. Ha ha, these girls will do it. Yeah. Peace out. Did not see that coming. <laughs> I know, and I read all the time. So I usually, I'm just sitting there trying to pick stuff apart while yeah. I'm reading and figure it out. I did not figure that out. I kind of thought her her necklace that her dad gives her that was her grandma's, I thought mm-hmm. that stone would come into play and be like, something yeah for it but it it wasn't I thought that was a missed opportunity yeah I mean I feel like I feel like there were a few missed opportunities yeah um things that just could really 
if it just pushed a little bit more into things or just went focused on like a few things like a little bit more it it could have been this literally could have been like one of my favorite books and one thing that bothered me is that I couldn't get a sense of what time frame it was because I know it was 200 years after Cinderella Mm -hmm. however they used words like they they use shit at one point they used um the name Aaron shut up shut up yeah and I was like none of those would be words that would be in like the you know you're right 19th century or whatever so then I was like okay is it like more nowadays within like the 20th century because there were she was talking about how she has a bed and like her blankets and then they went downstairs to the kitchen and I was like is when was this and they were talking about driveways and I was like I don't do you have cell phones like what (laughs) get your flip phone out yeah (laughs) pigeons no you're right I it, it got to a part um when they were with Amina and Amina told Constance to shut up yeah and I was like wait this is supposed to be like an ancient witch I don't think she would use that no kind of slang well also she's been out in the woods by herself exactly so I was like where would she there would be no use for around for her to pick up their slang and technically it wouldn't have been slang yeah you're right they had like carts and a market so I was like okay no that's older but some of it just seemed weird like it it didn't say stay in the history period that it should have been so it kept taking me out of it and I was annoyed by that yeah it's very jarring to think you're I'm like oh yeah cool you know peasants renaissance what regions whatever and then shut up shut up what (laughs) wait what let's get into red flags what were your red flags I mean there's so many (laughs) so many oh goodness just the king in general he's just awful and I kind of had a feeling that he was the same person I don't know why like maybe my brain was clicking together all the different stuff but I kind of had the feeling that he was the same as the other kings but yeah when there is no heir and just all of a sudden another king would pop up oh yeah it was supposed to be like some some other far off land that no one knows the exact location of because that's where they just breed the heirs and then they they pick whatever heir they want from that place and how are they supposed to know that he's dead yeah exactly oh no oh no he totally played it played it off any any others no that was my main my main issue he's yes a walking red flag yeah. Well, and I guess the husband, um, I knew he was going to do something when his wife, the dressmaker, oh. ha- gets her head cut off. Oh. Um, I kind of had a feeling that he was going to come back again. Oh, yeah. Um, He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. How dare you keep all the money you earn? Oh, yeah. He makes some stupid quote. He's He says, oh, all the money you earn is mine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> actually it's not and then the king was like your shop it's your husband's shop uh does he work in it does he do anything in it I don't think he does he's got that big incel tiny pp energy no one wants it so what were your red flags uh just in general uh well just a little one um not having any rights and considered someone else's property you know just my, that just just a little just a little one just teeny just uh this just all the men all the men except for like the three yeah in this book were just it was a sea of red flags mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the king in the ball scene he wore like a red cape or something or yeah. like a coat and he threw it to like the servants yeah. he literally wore his red flag is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? Um, there's so much uh, what not to do in this book. 
you know, just like human decency. Yeah. Um, treating people with kindness. I don't know. There's just so much that irked me um, about the overall, just how the guys were, even how the women were actually. Oh yeah. Um, you know, like stand up for yourself. Though, you know, they weren't taught that. They were yeah. for the last 200 years. So it's, ugh. I would have been forfeit or murdered in, that, right? in this world. I would not have made it. Yeah, no, no, no. So what, what are your, uh, anything you learned from this? Down with the patriarchy. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, the same, just don't, don't let people treat you like trash, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. within reason. Cause I know there are different situations and you know, sometimes it's more difficult. Do you have a spicy snippet or a hot take that you'd like to share about this book? Um, yeah. So when I read what the book was about, I thought that they had misprinted and that it was Eric, oh. not Aaron. And I was like, oh, okay. She falls in love with her best friend. That's how they are. They're going to get together cool and then I was like oh no it's Aaron okay I didn't realize that it was a same-sex couple book which is perfectly fine I not I had not read a book like that so um that was different yeah I saw this in the bookstore and I was like I need this right (laughs) bought it based off the cover you're not supposed to buy it based off the cover but I did I knew it was gonna be a lot of girl power mm-hmm. it's a very big deal and I'm really glad that there are books like this coming out because they're just so desperately needed there's so much there there needs to be a lot more diversity in the publishing world yeah okay so you thought it was just gonna be boring straight people yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes as the majority of books it's very yeah. very boring and straight um and then you got the pleasant surprise of oh yes okay yeah I just don't like it's just the publishing world is very messed up and very white and (laughs) a lot of BIPOC authors don't get the chance to tell their stories because publishing companies are like oh we'll have this white person tell it badly poorly (laughs) instead of getting you to write your own stories yeah because it should be commonplace. It should be something yeah. that we shouldn't have to talk about because it's common. It happens all the time. Exactly. Boring street people. Um, <laughs> what spice nice. did you like? The spice is nice. Um, I wanted zombie Cinderella. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. I know. I, I love zombie movies and shows. I love scary movies and stuff. And I got so excited when the necromancy and the seance came up. I was like, oh, we're going places. This yeah. is cool. And then and they just, they're they like, just cut oh, that off. Cut the ties. She needs to sleep. <laughs> no, no, just put, put her back in. Put her back in. And I was like, oh, I wanted, like, I wanted zombie Cinderella in the end to just show up and just beat the king's ass right like I just wanted her to just WWE chair slam him I was ready I wanted it and then I kept waiting like at the end I was like eh eh are we are we gonna do it maybe a little surprise and they didn't do it I was like oh okay yeah that's my spicy snippet is that I think they should have incorporated zombie cinderella yeah because why not exactly (laughs) <laughs> like that would have been great or she could have been alive still because I really thought that that's where they were going <laughs> yeah that would have been really good too yeah well because they they had also mentioned I guess well no that makes sense because they they mentioned like she should have like her corpse just should have been like a skeleton yeah and then it wasn't but then they it's like oh well I guess it couldn't have been a skeleton so they could comment how old she looked even though she died like at 34 yeah so I was very, I was like, wait, what? Like, is her, is like her magic tied to his magic? Yeah. They tied, there were so many places, so much potential. There's it was so like, many then places. how would she die if that's the case? Like, yeah, I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. I was like, I was 
plotting my own story. Um, As you should. Yeah. I'm always trying to figure it out before I like to spoil it for myself. It is time for the speed round. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Who would you want to be besties with and why? I guess Constance, because she's a badass bee. She really is. Yeah. How about you? It's probably going to sound a little harsh. Um, When I got to this question, I could not uh, think of who I want to be friends with because Sophia, I found to be kind of obnoxious at times. Like, you know, she's supposed to be off saving the world, but yet she needs to go make sure her ex-girlfriend is okay yeah no she's rejected her several times and she's already hooking up with this new girl what why would you risk dying right oh i need to see if she's okay it's like but but you know she's save everybody you know he's beating her up and you're about to save everyone which you're putting everyone at risk just by you doing this stupid errand to run to aaron and be like ah think about you all the time it's like but but you're literally like kissing other girls like don't what are you doing shut up (laughs) shut up (laughs) like oh you like the the very godmother i kind of would hang out with her and then constance constance could be a little she'd be a little annoying a little but she was a badass for sure but then amina double crossed them but but then i was like you know what amina's crow her crow familiar because then i'd get all the hot goss right and the crow did not do any annoying shit <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the meanest crow <laughs> so i kind of really like luke too so i oh, could yeah. hang out with him i'd be i keep forgetting about him yeah oh for sure i always i forget about him because he was so <laughs> he's like there and gone and you're like oh yeah. yeah and then he shows up at the very end yeah luke's cool you're right yeah luke i'll go with luke and then we'll hang out with the crow and get all the hot goss. It'll be great. Have your tea time. Who do you want to throat punch and why? The king, 100%. Yes. Um, actually, no, he wouldn't feel it. So I'm going to go oh, with right. Morris because he's an asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah or Eduardo because his name is stupid. Edward. Yeah. I literally, the whole time I was like, he would, he would have a name like this. He would. Yeah. Could I just line them all up? Just like basically all the men in the town and just throat punch them all together. That was my answer. <laughs> oh, good. Yay. I was like, uh, almost every man in this town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, every man, just punch them all. But you know, honorable mention, Erin. Yes. Oh, she's just, ugh. She'd probably get in the way anyways and then I'd punch her accidentally on purpose. Yeah. And then she would just, I don't know, just try to guilt you about it or something, even though yeah. it's her fault. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Well, I guess I got to go with Constance. Uh, you know, she is stabby stabby. So she'd be yeah. perfect in a fight. Yeah. How about you? Who would you choose? It is funny to me because our answers are eerily similar. <laughs> like they're, they're almost the same. I wrote down Constance ready to get stabby at a moment's notice. <laughs> that should be a shirt (laughs) (laughs) ready to get stabby at a moment's notice do not (laughs) put the face from uh scream (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely who would you cast for these characters or assign characters zodiac signs based on vibe Ooh, which characters do we do we want to limit to just characters being sophia and constance okay um so I feel like Sophia is kind of like a Leo. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. They're just kind of like. It's not, it doesn't have, listen, I follow different astrology Instagrams, yeah. like drunk astrology and bitch rising. <laughs> <laughs> and they make all those ridiculous uh, me- sign memes. Yeah. So I just look through those and that's what I base it off of. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds yeah, this sounds like this character. This has no uh actual uh merit behind it. Actually, okay, <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh Sophia is a Gemini. Um and I'm gonna go Constance is a Virgo. Okay. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah. What about you? What would you say? So for Zodiac, what I went through, 
and I, for Sophia, I went with Libra because the, the thing I read was talking about, they want equilibrium Mm -hmm. and with relationships and stuff like that. And I feel like Sophia, while she wanted to save the world, it really boiled down to wanting to save her relationships with other people. Yeah. So it was kind of, so I was like, she seems, that seems kind of Sophia-ish. And then with Constance, I went with Aries because they're very ambitious and Mm. take charge from from the memes I looked at so so, this is not this is not uh what's the word I want these are not like factual yeah educated uh choices (laughs) it's just on a whim so those were the zodiacs I went with for casting uh for Sophia there is an actress her name is Amanda Stenberg Mm -hmm. I think I said that right. Um, and she, I believe she's in the movie, which is also based on a book, The Hate You Give, mm-hmm. which I did not see. But if you were to see her face, you would know. I was looking up young actresses and her picture came up and she's, this is her. She is the girl on the cover. Oh, wow. Hey, like the hair, the very, sim- like their faces. Like I was just, this is her. She embodies the character on the cover. Yeah. Um, and then for Constance, I don't know if you ever watched Teen Wolf. I've seen it. Lydia, who is the actress Holland Roden. Oh, she's the one with the red hair. She's the red hair. I love her so much. Yeah. And she, I could totally see her being a kick-ass warrior. So I think now, obviously, we'd have to choose Holland Roden, circa teen wolf era yeah age but you know it's it's dream casting it doesn't matter i can do it have have you ever seen uh riverdale yes so the redhead on riverdale (gasps) i could see her as that part and the girl who played um the pussycat oh josie yeah yeah josie i could see her being uh sophia oh that would be a good one yeah Yeah. i could kind of see them as those two characters oh yeah that would definitely I could definitely see that. That's what we think. Let's see what some other people think. I've got some Goodreads reviews here, and we're going to go high to low. <laughs> Let's get depressed. We're going to start with Julie. Gave it five stars. This was, all caps, so angry, and I loved it. <laughs> Hell yeah, girl power. Tracy gave it five stars. If you love fairy tales with a bit of darkness, if you love strong queer women changing the world, if you love wicked kings and the world they've destroyed, pick this one up. It is full of so much magic. He definitely destroyed the world. <laughs> Rude. Victoria gave it four stars. Cinderella meets the Handmaid's Tale, but make it diverse. I loved it. <laughs> that is, yeah, that really, I can see that. Don't read or watch it if you know you're in a good mood <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's gonna get rid of that real quick that it reminds me of the giver have you ever read the giver i haven't i feel like i feel like i might have watched some of the movie i don't really remember a lot yeah because the book they have these girls that are uh that they their whole role is to get pregnant and that's how they have all these new kids and stuff and Ew. it's a whole big thing Xandra gave it four stars. The Cinderella retelling we all need right now. Heart emojis. <laughs> okay, let me get let me get water for this one. This one's we've got a pro con list. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Mary gave it three stars. What I loved. Cinderella retelling that was quite original. Yay, diversity. It's all caps yay. Fuck the patriarchy. Necromancy. It's a standalone. The cover is absolute goals. Hard eyes. That's the good. That's the good. What I didn't love. It felt a bit juvenile at times. The writing was decent, but not amazing. Predictable at times. I felt like more could have been done with the story. The pacing was off. And that's kind of what we said. 
yeah it's but also I saw somewhere um there were some readers talking about how there's the plot it didn't really seem like it was a legit plot because there were just all these conveniences things conveniently worked out and yeah. there's no pushback things just kept working out there wasn't like a lot of conflict yeah which is true for the whole pretty much the whole like the a big chunk of the middle it they have a point mahana gave it three and a half stars a smart concept with a lot of deeper meanings but i was really bored with the execution yeah okay let's get more sad <laughs> we're getting into two stars now anna gave it two stars not gonna lie this book was kind of cringe and the ending was kind of whack cry face emoji and then in quotations underneath but i did enjoy some of it don't get me wrong yeah that's fair lucy gave it one star i have a deep hatred for these characters <laughs> yeah there's no one super redeemable except for luke yeah like i don't part of me feels so bad for Liv dying because like because when i came to the friend question i was like can can we bring Liv back to life and i can be friends with her because she seemed cool right although no because she went along with the whole societal bullshit i had my problems with liz yeah Briss gave it one star one of those cases where the concept was phenomenal but the author lost herself in it mm. why drag so much the story when it could have been entertaining queer and feminist but this was all over the place that's fair I, yeah i don't disagree okay last one danielle gave it one star I'll summarize with a quote from the book. I'm not a fan of such outrageous works of fiction. <laughs> Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. To be fair, this was her debut novel. Yeah. Honestly, for a first book, it's great. Yeah. I couldn't write, I couldn't write a book like that. I think this would make a really awesome movie. Only if they include Zombie Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> bitter about it all right big moment how many and what kind of phallic symbol would you rate this book Ooh. um is it one out of five or one out of ten it's, it's one out of five one out of five hmm? i'd give it three testicles <laughs> three testes yeah right. <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah Okay, and uh, so what phallic symbol would you rate this? I gave it 3.5 testes. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Not I guess I should have said labias. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I almost said not to beat a dead horse, and then I, <laughs> oh. I remember. I was like, damn it! <laughs> oh god um but yeah no i mean i feel like we've said it enough um not to be repetitive but yeah like concept wonderful yeah execution a little hazy but you know we do have to remember she's what like 16 and has lived a very sheltered life like i don't think they have school right uh, I don't think so. Pretty much everyone just has to memorize the Cinderella, yeah. the well, the King's version of the Cinderella story. So it's like, okay, she only had these two friends, really. Yeah. You know, didn't really meet a lot of different people. Yeah. I really like the aspect of the missing girls. I don't know. I don't know what could have been done to elaborate on that. Like made yeah. it like a more incorporate it more into the story once they get going like oh oh like they they could have said all the dead bodies that they kept finding were yeah. old looking yeah like, they kind of they didn't really i mean you get the you understand that they're saying oh these bodies turn up and the people the guys that find them are working for the king so they're not yeah. going to say what they saw yeah i just i kind of i love like, I love a good murder mystery. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ooh, okay, okay, let's get into it. And then it just kind of, which obviously that's not the main point of this story, but I just felt like it could have been talked about a little bit more. Yeah. Well, not talked about, mentioned. And now it is time 
time for the bi-weekly boner. This week's boner comes from urbanthesaurus.org. Horizontal exclamation point. <laughs> like, okay, let's try to use it. And <laughs> I've never seen this before. And I, when I saw it, I laughed out loud. So I was like, obviously we need to use this one. I'm trying to think of a sentence. He startled me with his horizontal exclamation point. <laughs> like, ha, it's just so funny to think about it. His exclamation point is like, ha, energy, excitement. And I was like, oh, that's so fitting. That makes so much sense. Wait, okay, I got one. He interrupted my sentence with his horizontal exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I don't know why I find it so amusing, but I do. (laughs) It's like, why don't people use this one more? This one's funny. (laughs) Oh, an honorable mention uh, from the source material. Tallywhacker. Yes. Yes, so I actually used that in a previous episode of Madness of Sunshine. Which again is not historically accurate. What? This isn't modern times. They're talking about carriages. There are no cars. No one's got a phone. Yeah. That's the wild womper for this week. But eventually, I'd like to hear some turgid tent descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. You can email the goods to turgidtomespodcast at gmail.com, put bi-weekly boner in the subject line, and don't forget, you must include the name of the book or article and author. The theme for December is Smutmas. These books will not be for the faint of heart or people that do not like spice. <laughs> it's going to get spicy. All right. You did it. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I really hope you had a good time. I did. I I super enjoyed it. This was a great time. I I love to talk about books. Hey, this was fun. That's a wrap on this episode. Everyone should definitely go check out Two Chicks Talking Flicks, especially my crossover episode where we watched Ever After, another Cinderella retelling. And by the time this is released... It comes out the day before, so it's already out. So go over and give it a listen. Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, Queen of the Vampire Court by Katie Robert. And And remember remember to fix fix each each other's other's crowns and and don't don't let let the the dicks dicks get you down. down. Toodles! Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group, where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least... Remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.